good to be with you all again this evening. Tonight we're going to be continuing on from a train of thought and study in scripture that we began last week. As we last week considered the necessity of Christian learning as a, an aspect of our total sanctification. And one of the things that uh, we're trying to accomplish with this is not merely to give you some insight as to how Christian growth happens, but to give you uh, an accessible uh, pathway to be able to do that here at our own church, with our own culture and such. Um, I wonder if we could switch the thing over there. There we go. You know, switch the thing with the thing, and then we'll get the, the thing. Christian learning here at CBC, I know that many of you were not able to be with us last week, so I'm just going to do just a quick review of some of the main thoughts, Um, but I would encourage you to uh, go back and listen to that message from last week, uh, just because that really does lay a foundation. Um, Everything that I'm going to be talking about will seem just kind of okay and not that important, unless you really understand the the necessity for our Christ-likeness for us to continually be growing in our understanding of the Scriptures. And so just as a review, um, Christian learning for sanctification, how does that work? Where does that fit in? Where is that in the Bible? Remember that in our total Christian life, Christ-likeness is the goal. God's will for your life as a believer is that you would be conformed to the image of Christ. That would mean that in your time on earth, God desires that to the greatest extent possible, every word every thought, every gut reaction, every choice that you make would be reflective of how Jesus Christ would himself respond in a similar situation. That is a lofty goal, and it is utterly beyond any of you to achieve. You cannot, by your own strength, will yourself to a sanctified life. But God has given you the resources to accomplish that mission uh, for his glory, and you will accomplish it by his grace uh, to to the greatest extent possible. Christ-likeness in this life is primarily achieved by learning the truth and applying the truth. It's a very, very simple way of looking at it, but it's comprehensive. Those two truths we looked at last week are both inseparable Related and completely necessary. There is no conflict in the Christian life between learning the truth from God's word and then living that truth out. Faithfulness in the life is always reflected best by faithfulness in the mind. In other words, people who learn the Bible well will learn to live well. Christ-likeness is achieved by learning the truth and applying the truth. We need both of those things. Last week we looked at quite a few scripture passages and went into a lot more details to the relationship between those ideas. But as we zero in just on that one side of the coin, this idea of learning the truth, how does that happen? Well, God reveals his truth primarily in his word. We certainly can learn some truth from looking at creation, but as a reminder from Romans chapter number one, that truth is quite limited in what it reveals about God. In fact, that truth that you can discern on your own merely by observing the created world and order is not even enough truth to save you. 
No one comes to faith in Jesus Christ merely by looking at creation. We need the Word of God. And so your Christian learning must be primarily centered on the Word of God. And then if we were to think about not just the location for Christian learning, but how that process happens, we would recognize that learning happens primarily by hearing words or reading words. You're either going to come to an understanding of truth by reading or by hearing, which is one of the reasons why it is so essential for us to regularly, indeed we are commanded to regularly gather as a corporate body of believers to hear the word of God read to us. And for us to then hear it expounded by the elders of the church and by the teachers of the church so that we can learn the truth of God's word so that then we are equipped to go and apply it in our lives. One of the great difficulties, though, in our Christian lives is that the two or three hours that we have together out of the hours of the week are barely enough time to scratch the surface for the kind of work that God desires to do in your life, which is why we encourage strongly that each one of you spend regular time studying the Bible yourself. Now, we ought to be regularly hearers of the word. We ought to regularly be readers of the word. Where do Christian books outside of the Bible fit into this? Well, reading Christian books is one of the most efficient ways to supplement and assist your reading of Scripture. All of us need a personal time of study in the Word of God because that's how we grow. But very often, that study is difficult on our own. And in fact, God never intended for you to do it, just you and your Bible. That's one of the reasons He gave us the church is because God has designed you to need the varying gifts of the church in order to be able to uh, come to a mature picture of Christ in your life. And in your own life, reading Christian books is an efficient way to supplement and help that reading of Scripture. Last week, we looked at several of the benefits of doing that. A few of those are the fact that when you read Christian books on your own, you're able to take in content and information at a pace that you can absorb. One of the difficulties that pastors and preachers of every church constantly face and struggle and grapple and wrestle with on a weekly basis is how they can take the depths of the study that they've done in the Word of God and present it in such a way that the most mature leave feeling challenged and refreshed and the least mature have something that they can walk away with and uh, believe and apply in their lives. That's a very, very challenging thing to do. But one of the great things about Christian reading is that your own life and knowledge and understanding of Scripture is supplemented by you taking books that are geared towards you where you are at your level. Not all of us are at the same level of Christian growth and Christian knowledge, which is one of the wonderful things about Christian reading. I can take a book at my pace, at the level that I'm already at to help assist and uh, supplement my understanding of Scripture. So I would encourage you, again, go back and listen to that message last week for a few more of those benefits to Christian reading. But the point is, is that almost all of us would find that reading Christian books can be quite helpful and efficient for our Christian lives. 
Now, here are some of the points about Christian reading that ought to be true in our lives if we're to do it for spiritual growth. It ought to be a regular occurrence. And this is the, the reason for this is because of the fact that if Christ-likeness is the goal and the only way to come to Christ-likeness is by both learning and applying the truth, then you and I as learners can never eject from that process. At the moment that you stop being a learner and challenging yourself in your understanding of Scripture and God's truth, you've actually self-ejected from sanctification itself. You cannot come to Christ-likeness without learning, so when you cease to learn things, you've ceased to pursue Christ at the most basic level. Christian reading also ought to deepen your understanding of the Scriptures and your relevance for their relevance for your life. The Christian reading that you do shouldn't be a waste of time. It should be challenging for you, and it should enrich your spiritual experience. Christian reading ought to be at your pace. Um, we lead busy lives. We have uh, you know, more technology than ever, but our lives have not become less busy. And God has designed us to work hard. Busy is not a bad thing. But busy can become a bad thing when through it we excuse our lack of learning and our pursuit of Christ-likeness. But Christian reading ought to be at your pace. Remember that the point is not to reach some milestone from somebody else. The point is that you would always be on the pathway of Christian learning. So regardless of however long it takes you to absorb certain truths, God's going to hold you accountable for using faithfully the time that you do have not how well you can do it on somebody else's skill level or on somebody else's schedule for the week. Christian reading ought to also benefit your soul. And Christian reading ought to be systematic. One of the great dangers in Christian reading is that we would only ever read in our favorite topics. And last week we gave the illustration that this is somewhat similar to a third grader deciding that they want to be a mathematician and so refusing to read anything in English or you know, any of their English textbooks, or working on world history, or geography, or Bible for that matter. That would create quite a stunted, narrow view of humanity and life and reality if they didn't spend time studying English grammar and technology and the other components that go into a well-rounded education. And so for you and I, in our pursuit of Christian growth, our reading ought to be such that it covers a vast majority of topics, the foundational topics, the topics that relate to the most parts of our Christian life, rather than just one or two types of books that we really like to read. One of the easiest things to describe when it comes to our personalities in this is that some of us tend to like to read things that are more theological or academic, and then some of us really like to read things that are more practical or devotional. And uh, that tends to be reflective of some of our giftings, but those things should never come at the exclusion of the other. For those of us who enjoy reading theological things, we ought to regularly engage in reading devotional works. And for those of us who love to supplement our devotional, experiential relationship with God, we still ought to challenge and push ourselves academically in our understanding of the theology of Scripture and the content of the Bible. Now, with all of these things in mind, we also want to just review a couple of the obstacles to Christian reading. Here are some of the reasons people don't do Christian reading on a regular basis. Number one, they don't know what to read. Um, with the advent of the internet, things are very, a lot of things are really helpful. I love the, uh, the almost immediacy of having things delivered right to my doorstep. 
In fact, nowadays, I'm a little bit frustrated when anything takes longer than two or three days to get to me. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding. Surely there's another publisher who can get it to me or another company who can get it to me quicker than that. You know, three days is way too long to wait. I needed it yesterday. But with the advent of that kind of technology, one of the businesses that has really kind of gone by the wayside is the Christian bookstore. It used to be that you could go into town, and even today, if you were to go over to, I think it was on Main Street over in Mishawaka, there was a, a, either a Lifeway or a Christian bookstore that used to be over there. It was either on Grape or uh, Main Street. I can't remember which one. And it's been out of business for a long time now. And that's going on all over the country. And the reason is because it doesn't make sense to stock physical books in a bookstore when people can just order it from the warehouse and have it to their door in a day or two. But the problem with that is that even when you went into the Christian bookstore, there was a huge and broad variety of books, some of which were good and some of which were not so good or not so helpful. But the problem nowadays is that that broad selection that you had in a Christian bookstore has just multiplied exponentially. It used to be that at least in a Christian bookstore, you could walk over, grab a book, pick it up, and kind of flip through it and figure out what the thing was about. And if you were a good reader, maybe even have something of an idea of where the author was going with it and whether or not it would be a helpful resource. But now with Amazon, it's almost impossible to even figure out what it is that you need to be reading. How among the literally thousands and thousands and thousands of titles and volumes could anybody ever hope to find the ones that are worth my time for the limited amount of time that I have? Another obstacle to Christian reading is, you know, I don't really believe that I have time to commit to a program. I can't do Christian reading if people are putting pressure on me to commit to having it done by a certain time. There's just not enough time in the schedule for it. And so if Christian reading means that I have deadlines, forget about it. There's just not enough time in the day for that. And I deeply uh, sympathize with that. that. That makes a lot of sense. We're busy, and we wouldn't want to do that to anybody. One of the other obstacles to Christian reading is that we either choose a book that's way over our heads, and we get really discouraged by it, and we're like, oh, that was pointless. What a waste of my time. Or we read so shallowly, it's like, well, I didn't learn anything, and I just spent a lot of time reading stuff that I already knew. And either way, you just become discouraged and frustrated. Now, here at Community, we would like to um, present maybe an alternative. We'd like to present a program, an opportunity, that would answer all of those kinds of objections in a simple, easy-to-understand way that would be helpful, Lord willing, for gaining a a regular habit of Christian learning and knowledge. We're going to call these reading tracks, and uh, the basic idea with this is that a reading track is a group of three to five easy-to-read, biblical, helpful books centered around a particular topic. Now, the idea with this is that we would take a major topic in Christianity, for instance, a topic like the gospel, and with three to five books, give a well-rounded but accessible introduction to that topic, such that a person who would like to go a little bit further in their understanding could look at that list of books and say, hey, in three to five short, easy-to-read books, I can hit this topic from several different angles and have a solid foundation of what this is about. And from that platform, you should be able 
to tackle things that are on a deeper level that previously would have been a frustrating, difficult, time-consuming sort of read. Now, reading tracks can be used to give simple, practical introductions to a needed Christian topic. So how would we use such a track here at Community? Out in the Resource Center right now, we have the first five of about nine different reading tracks. These will cover a broad cross-section of essential Christian topics. With each of those topics, there's a little brochure that kind of explains what that topic is about and how those books are going to give you a well-rounded overview of that particular topic. The encouragement would be for you that without anybody leaning over your shoulder telling you what to read, how to read it, how long to take reading it, would just be that you simply find one that interests you, pick a book up off of that reading track, order it for yourself, and begin taking yourself through almost a self-guided study of that particular topic. The books themselves are easy and simple enough that you really wouldn't need much, uh, or if any, um, uh, uh, oversight or instruction in how to read them. They're pretty self-explanatory. But at the same time, I believe rich enough and helpful enough that in reading them, you will be taken to the next level. Now, I would like to just offer a couple of practical tips, things that would be helpful for this. Um, One of the ways you could use this is just picking a track and working through it with a Christian friend. This, I think, would be the easiest, simplest way to begin discipling within our church. If you've been hearing about discipling relationships and would like to be involved and really begin a process of exemplifying Christ's expectation for church members, one of the easiest things to do is find a reading track, say, hey, friend, would you like to read this book with me? Let's just start with a book and just, let's just work through it together and see how it goes. And that would be a wonderful way for you to get together every couple of weeks, maybe once a month, maybe longer than that if that's what it takes, Um, but just to discuss some things that you've been reading. And what that does is that provides mutual encouragement, it provides the opportunity for you to check your reading, make sure that you're actually learning and saying what it's going to say, and for the opportunity for you to compare something against Scripture and grow in your ability to think through it and apply it to your life, spend time praying over that with a friend. It's an easy, simple way to do discipleship here in community. For parents, personally, one of the things that really brought this about was thinking through how can we help teenagers learn the Bible. Um, One of the things that I think you could use this really simply with is that each one of these books can be read, I believe, on a high school level. Every one of these books can be read at that age range. So if you have teenagers in your home, this is a great way for you as parents to begin discipling your children or even for you as a parent to absorb the kind of information that you would like to maybe present on an easier level to your own children. Wherever you are in that parenting process, these become valuable resources for you leading your own home in instructing them in the Christian faith. I think it's really easy to be able to incorporate these as studies into your Sunday school materials or lessons. The vast majority of these books come with like study guides and discussion questions that you can access online or in the book itself, and the material is relatively easy to incorporate in those sorts of settings, those small group settings, Sunday schools, different other small group studies, and so on. Now, here are some questions about these reading tracks. Would there be a time limit on any of these? No. No. It's a self-guided study. Do it at your pace. Do it as you want to. Do it as you're able to. 
just remember that one of the goals of Christ-likeness is that we would grow in our understanding of Scripture, and so our growing through learning would be a regular process. But there's nobody saying what regular means for you because that's going to be different for every person and for every family unit. So is there a time limit? No. The point of Christian reading is to be growing at your own pace. There's never going to be a time commitment other than the time you actually invest into reading Christian books that help supplement uh, your understanding of Scripture. Is this a requirement? No. The reading tracks are just a helpful pathway to consistent Christian learning for spiritual growth. They're not a command from Scripture. They're not a requirement for our church members. This is a way to help kind of clear out all of the obstacles that typically present themselves um, in front of our Christian learning. Why don't we read as Christians? Why don't we go deeper in our studies? I don't have time. I don't know what to read. The books I've picked aren't that helpful for me. Hopefully, what we've done is clear away those kinds of obstacles. I don't have enough time. That's okay. You can take it at your own pace. I don't know what to read. It's okay. We've already curated lists of books that are helpful around those topics that will introduce them to you. Well, I haven't found that they're very, very helpful. I think that you'll find that these books are helpful even if they're simple. And so even for those of you who are more um, theologically uh, astute or you've had some theological training, I think that even for you, you'll find these books to be helpful, refreshing. And if it's the case that you are pretty much, uh, you have a mastery of that material, then you're in a perfect position to be able to read that with a friend, aren't you? Because you already understand the material super well. So it's not a requirement, not by any stretch, but I think that this could be a really, really helpful way for us to continually be on the track of learning as Christians. What kinds of topics will these reading tracks cover? Well, the reading tracks are going to introduce topics such as the gospel. Now, I'm going to stop right there just because if there's anything that we ought to be on the same page about as church members, it ought to be in our understanding of the gospel. Now, all of us have growing to do in our understanding of God's good news for our salvation. However, the basics of how the gospel is given to us in the scriptures by Jesus Christ is something that we all ought to be on the same page about. And so one of the things that we're going to start doing, hopefully, Lord Lord willing, is actually take those initial books in that first reading track on the gospel and give those to new church members as a gift so that we can begin to develop, hey, this is where we're standing. This is really what uh, we are united around. We're going to cover things like the basics of Christian living, um, Christian theology, church history, classics from previous generations, the ones that have had enduring helpfulness to Christians uh, throughout time, Old Testament content and narrative, New Testament content and uh, flow and narrative, missional living, the church. These would be the sorts of topics that are covered by these foundational reading tracks. Another question might be, well, are these books hard to read? Well, the books in each of these tracks were chosen because of their accessible style. What do I mean by accessible style? I mean they were written for people who didn't go to Bible college. They were written for just people. They were not written for scholars. They're they're written for church members. There's going to be a few of them that will push you a little bit. There's going to be some of them that you're going to find, oh, that one was really simple. I kind of breezed through that. But all of these are in reach of the vast majority of people. Does this replace personal study of God's word? No, not ever, obviously. 
This would never replace a personal study of God's word. Why? Because God did not inspire one of those books on the reading tracks. But he did inspire the Holy Scriptures. Every one of the books in your Holy Bible is given to you by God. Well, then you say, well, then what's the point? Well, the point of it is to help supplement your understanding of Scripture. You would read Christian books intentionally and make time for it because I think you'll find that it would be working smarter, not harder. You can rely on the study and thought and giftedness of many people, godly, faithful writers, so that when you go to your Bible, some aspect of your relationship with God is helped and developed and grown effectively by your use of supplementary materials. In the kitchen, there is a lot that you can do with just a couple of things. But specialized equipment and tools helps the process go much more smoothly. The exact same thing can be said for mechanics. Paul Arand and I have done a lot of crazy, off-the-cuff kind of hack jobs on my car. And you can, you can do a lot with just a few tools. But it's a lot smoother and faster when you have the right tools for the job. Does this replace a personal study of God's word? No. But reading Christian books can be incredibly valuable for your understanding of God's word, which obviously and 100% supports your Christian learning for Christ-likeness. Now, here are some of the benefits of the reading tracts. I think some of these would be obvious at this point, but the reading tracts cover the most foundational topics of Christianity. They give a well-rounded picture of them. After going through a reading track on a particular topic, you should be able to dive into a deeper book and be able to say, you know what, I'm ready for something that's really going to challenge me now because now I have the vocabulary, I have a little bit of the background, and now I'm kind of in a place where I can start to get going on it. The reading tracks demystify Christian discipling relationships. It takes all of the pressure of trying to figure out how do I help somebody become more like Christ, a very vague and ambiguous idea, and it seems lofty and intimidating, well, this just takes all of that mystery right out of it. What do I do? Just read through a book with a friend. Discuss it together and be mutually encouraged by the insights of the author and your friend. Pray over the truths that you discuss and talk about its relevance for your life. It's that simple. It's that easy. It really is. Reading tracks also point you to faithful resources. There are a lot of dangerous books out there. And we don't want to, nor can we here at Community, just continually keep an updated, published list of all the books that are bad out there. But the best thing that we can do is give you faithful Christian resources so that you start to get a taste for the flavor of faithfulness. There are a lot of books that if you were to bring them to us and say, hey, what do you think about this book? We would go, ah, it's, ah there's some red flags there. But one thing that this does is it kind of helps you to determine and build discernment in your own life. Because you start to get kind of a sense of how faithful truth is presented in books. A few more. Reading tracks are going to help you understand the Bible better in your own personal devotional time. I've mentioned this several times already. But the more that you get into Christian reading, it doesn't detract from your relationship with God. It enhances it. By God's grace, if you're a humble person and you want to grow in your time in the Word, then I would encourage you to read regularly Christian books that push your understanding. It will aid your understanding of the Bible itself. 
The reading tracks are going to equip you for better, more intentional Christian leadership in your home. You adults are called to lead your homes faithfully. Husbands, you're called to lead in Christian truth your wives and your children. These can help equip you to do that at a level that you can handle without discouraging you. You cannot, on Judgment Day, throw off the responsibility that God laid on your shoulders to know his word and lead your family to it. The reading tracks are going to make you more effective in your witness for Christ and your influence on other believers. One of the biggest things, especially as I talk with teens or other people, um, some of the biggest fears in sharing the gospel is I don't know what to say if I'm asked a hard question. Then we ought to be pursuing knowledge, shouldn't we? It actually gives you a lot of confidence to be able to engage with the people around you when you know God's word well. Very often, the kinds of things that people throw at you are not original. They're common, and people deal with them in the kinds of books that we're setting before you. I would especially encourage you to read church history. People always try, not always, people often try to cut the legs out from Christianity and uh, destabilize your faith in Christianity by pointing to things that they say happened in history. And a church history reading track is actually going to give you a lot of background information that's going to be so helpful for saying uh, that's not actually true. Because the vast majority of things that people point to are either just loosely historical or just outright fictional. The reading tracks are going to help shore up your weak spots in your understanding of Christianity. Again, very often your gifts are going to manifest themselves in the kind of Christian books that you enjoy reading. And that's wonderful. You ought to pursue the strengthening of your spiritual gifts through these things. But I would encourage you also to try to be systematic in this. Help to shore up the areas where you're weak, and the reading tracks can help you do that. Reading tracks can help our church members get on the same page in our beliefs and our priorities you're going to get a better understanding of the heartbeat of community through these reading tracks. Because they're going to show you the kinds of things that are emphasized, the kinds of things that we believe are really valuable for you to know. And it's going to give us all a common vocabulary to be able to point and say, hey, this is that idea that we read in that particular book. One of my favorite aspects of this is that if you complete a reading track, however long it takes you, 10 years down the road, you come to me and you say, Pastor Ben, I finished the reading track on this. I'm going to give you a free book. That free book will be the next level in that particular topic because you're ready for it now. I think that's pretty awesome. So, Anyways, that's the basic idea with that. I would encourage you, um, take a look at those reading tracks outside. I think this could be really helpful for the discipling efforts of our church for all the reasons that I just mentioned. Um, and I want to just say a special thank you all. You all are a wonderful church family. And we love you all very, very much. And as pastoral staff, we deeply, deeply desire for you to be conformed to the image of Christ. Paul talked over and over again about how his heartbeat for the church was that they would be formed to Christian maturity, that they would no longer be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. The Apostle John writes in 3 John that he, he has no greater joy than to know that his children walk in truth. And the same thing is true for everyone on our pastoral staff. 
that this would not be something that we want you to do because that's what we do all the time and we think that you need to revolve your lives around our interests. No, it's because we care for your souls. And the care of your soul involves you working to grow in your understanding of the truth so that you can apply it well to your life. And so with that in mind, let's just go to the Lord briefly in prayer and Pastor Joe will come right after that. Thanks, Lord, for your goodness and for allowing us to spend a few moments just considering this together. Would you help us as we go from here and bless our church as we seek to grow in our understanding of your word. In Christ's name, amen.